everyone and welcome back to spectrum's sixth episode yay we are today interviewing one of my wonderful close friends marily and oh my goodness this this interview has been a long time coming i absolutely loved it i had so much fun i absolutely adore this woman and it was such a fun interview. We talked about such great things and I'm just so excited to share with, with you all. We're going to talk about expression, self-expression, body image, makeup, fashion, all kinds of super fun stuff. So I really, I really hope you guys enjoy it. And here we go. Well, I'm Mari Lee. I'm from Mexico. I identify as she, her. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else could be? Oh, I, oh, uh, I'm bi. I am a feminist. And I am just a lot into social movements overall. Super cool. Okay, so I think my first question for you is when you think of the word gender and the idea of gender, what is the first thing that comes to mind? What does that mean to you? I would say it's complicated, first of all, and I don't have it defined. Uh, but I think gender would be the way you identify uh, personally. And I think we've had this discussion. Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I would say it's more like the way you identify and you see yourself. And I think it's just very broad and there's no actual criteria for each one of them. And when you think of gender in relation to yourself, what is your experience? My experience? I've never questioned it, actually. Um, I would say I've always been identified as a woman, like, how would you say as a as a female. As female, as a woman. As a woman, yeah. Um, I think I grew up in an environment where it's just like LGBT overall was not like part of my childhood. Uh, I grew up, with, like I started learning about it with social media, with maybe a little bit of TV. Um, and overall, I think I do identify as a woman, especially like within the feminist movement, although like, of course the feminist movement covers transgender, non-binary, I would say I identify as a woman and I, have, I haven't I have questioned myself, so I would guess I feel comfortable with it. But even though right now I'm comfortable, I if I question at some point, I think I'm open for that. And what does it mean to you to be a woman? What is that? What do you associate that with? What does it feel like? What does it mean for you to be a woman and to identify as a woman? That's a good question, yeah. Um, Identify as a woman from its empowerment, its independence. Um, I think it's, it's a personal experience, like... As I was telling you, gender is just a personal experience and how each person, like, defines it. Like, the criteria Mm -hmm. of each person. So I think for me, I've lived being a woman as being able to 
to express myself, um, to play around with so many things, um, being fearless, I think that's the biggest thing. Fearless, empowerment, um, bold. I think that I would be independent. Mm-hmm. And something that I'm really, <clears throat> excuse me, something that I'm really excited to ask you about, um, and that I have kind of wanted to talk to you about for a while, <laughs> but have been holding off because like, I want to record it. Um, <laughs> holding off for this moment. <laughs> yes, for this moment that has been a long time coming. Um, I, from the outside, have noticed over the past two years that I've known you, and especially the past year, you have explored self-expression a lot, and you have become really into fashion, at least I've seen that passion evolve over the past year especially, um, and makeup as well, and so these different ways of playing with how you express yourself, and I think you, at least I notice you wearing makeup more often, which I think could be considered a negative thing by some people, but I think for you it's a really positive thing, so if you could just expand on those things and how you express yourself and how that maybe relates to your gender or maybe doesn't, um, yeah. yeah, wherever you want to take that. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, first of all, I'm, I had been, like I think I'm a very artistic person. Uh, within the past year, I guess I've found what I, what is my passion, which is fashion, which is art, and lately, like although I think that fashion and makeup has like by society has been like targeted as okay, it's a feminine thing. I identify it more as like a as a whole, and I like that lately has been more identified as like very universal. Uh, but I think my experience personally with fashion has been able to express myself because it's it's been something that I've been thinking about it lately, especially like these past few weeks. I don't really know how to express myself in like in a paper through words but i really know how to express myself visually creatively uh kind of the alternative way we can say that um so i think colors for example really express who i am so you can you can see it like i'm a very bright color um pink orange um so and through Overall, like, I think fashion, like, the clothes that I wear every single day, it's how I'm feeling. Like, if I'm wearing a dress, it's just like, okay, today I'm feeling like a dress. Um, I'm feeling just, like, dressing up, um, having some more freedom. Or then, if I want to be a little bit more comfortable, I put on some jeans or put on some, like, sportswear. Uh, I think it depends on the mood. But I think that it's my way of like communicating who I am. So, because I think that's how you picture people. So, and also throughout the makeup, I think I use it more like as an accessory. And it's been a discussion that I've had with other people here, um, like in the school. And I think that makeup, it, it really depends how you picture it. Because some people are just like, okay, because I'm insecure, I'm j- I just want to cover those insecurities. But in my case, I think it's more like I use it as an accessory and like as an extra. Um, and also for myself, because I think that's something 
that I've been really observing lately. And we, I don't know if you grew up like this, but coming from like Latin family, like Mexican, it was always like, oh, why are you dressing up for? For men? Oh, do you have a boyfriend? Mm -hmm. um, oh, men don't like that much makeup. Um, and I think that just the way that I see makeup is just for myself. Like, for example, lockdown. Like, you know that lockdown for me was really hard times. Mm -hmm. And just like dressing up and putting on makeup, it was just like my me time. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like, okay, I'll get out of my bed, put on something nice. Like, don't be on my PJs the whole day. And it was just, I just feel empowered. I feel like having myself together. Um, so I think, yeah, I think I've, makeup is just a way of me communicating how I'm feeling. And some days I'm just like, okay, I'll just don't put anything. And others I'm just like, I want to go super bold. So I think I really communicate how I'm feeling depending on like what I'm wearing. Yeah. I definitely, I think this like idea of doing it for yourself, I think there's definitely a lot of complexities there, but I think I relate to that a lot, especially with colorful makeup of, I, for a long time, like, I enjoyed kind of just like playing with colors and things and just having fun, but I would only do it by myself in my room or in the bathroom and then as soon as like my parents came home or anyone would I would take it off I would wash it off if anyone asked Same. me if I had been wearing makeup I'd be like no I don't know what you're talking about like absolutely not um yeah. and it's not something I wanted to be associated with and it's something that like over the past few months I've like started to wear all the time because it's really fun and I've become more comfortable with expressing myself in that way but definitely that like idea of when it's doing makeup in a way that's not necessarily like super natural but in a really colorful and expressive way yeah it definitely mm -hmm. is yeah it's yeah. like part of a personality just yeah. and like lately lately i've seen you like you and your colorful eyeliners and i think now it has turned to be like part of your identity like part of you mm -hmm. and the days that you were just like Oh my god, I want to have Ella's eyeliner. And everybody's like, oh my god, Ella, can you do my eyeliner? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think I think it's more like personal choice. And also kind of going back mm -hmm. to what you were saying of like doing it in, in, bath, in the bathroom and your parents were coming and you would like take it off. I would kind of do the same. I had days where I was just like, I just want to do my makeup 3 a.m., um randomly and i would do it super bold and i would be like i love it but i don't have the confidence to go out so for example bright colors like a bright orange bright pink i wouldn't have the confidence to go out on the street and be like i'm wearing this for the day because mm -hmm. it would be like are people gonna think that i'm doing it for someone or that i have a lack of confidence but then i think it's it's more like how I'm feeling and how I want to showcase myself. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, but I think it's a way of like how you identify yourself and the little things are the ones who add up. Yeah, yeah. Kind of shifting gears a little bit, something you brought up a few times is this um, 
one, feminism, and then the idea of empowerment and things and how that relates to your experience as a woman and your idea of womanhood. Um, does that play a role in self-expression and in your fashion or in your makeup at all? Or through clothing design? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want to take this. <laughs> yeah. Um, totally. I think... I've identified as a feminist for now, I can say five years around. I think I I identify as a feminist since a very young age. So I think it was because I had a, a very close experience to myself of um, femicide. And since then I was like, okay, this is real. And since then I was like, what can I do and for myself, for my community, and overall for the world? Because I know that we cannot change the world. Like, oh my God, I want to change the world like this. But with small actions and also through fashion, you know that like I have a project that is called Omana. I am doing it with an amazing and gorgeous person, a friend of mine who is um, Soph. She's from Venezuela. So it's a fashion brand that supports social movements, and right now we're focusing it in feminism in Mexico. Um, and I think that fashion and feminism really go along because women are really sexualized with, um, with their clothes. And I think that if there's a shift within the clothes and change the the way that they're seen into like, okay, I want to communicate something else. I want to communicate either protest or empowerment. It can be done. So I think lately I've been focusing on that and it's a big passion of mine. Um, it's right now where I have all of my attention going to. So right now it's within Mexico only. Um, so it's focused on the movement of the right of like abortion, like pro-choice, and all of the equal rights, the payment, um, like menstrual um, products, like having no taxes to it. So it's like it's a lot of things that it's covered within it. Um, so it's very interesting, and I I think that it's a way of like getting to people in a different, like an alternative way. Mm -hmm. And has your kind of idea of feminism and what feminism means, what it means to you, changed over time over the past five or so years? Yeah. At the beginning, it was more like, okay, feminists are just like very radical. I, I had this thought of they just want to be superior. They just want to be... I don't know, they, they just want attention. And now that I understand it and that I am part of it, I'm just like understanding that it's for equality. It's for, at least I'm gonna be kind of annoying, but like going back to the Mexico, Latin America part is more right now in part of surviving. Mm -hmm. So numbers in Mexico right now are up to 11 or 12 uh, women, like, disappearing a day and the government is not doing anything there are no actions being done 
So that's where like also the feminist movement comes, like many areas. But I think right now that's the main focus within it. Um, and I think just having equal rights, being heard, and surviving in, within like the country, the 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 whole like continent. Yeah. I think I would love to hear a little bit more about. I know you're. You talk. You are very aware, and like you talk a lot about. Um, feminism in Latin America and in Mexico yeah. um, in particular, but I think has coming to TGS and being a part of a more global community, does feminism look different in other parts of the world than in Mexico? Is that something that you have experienced? Yes, I have experienced it. I have a really funny experience. Um, that happened with Jane. She's mm -hmm. from Kazakhstan. She's one of her classmates. Um, she, it was Women's Day, of course, in, like, in our side of the world, it's more like, okay, we're fighting for rights. You don't celebrate it. It's not like, oh my God, happy Women's Day. Mm -hmm. Congratulations for being a woman. Mm -hmm. um, but on her side, she, she posted something that was like, go buy flowers and celebrate uh, the woman in your life. I was just like, oh, Jane, this is not a day to celebrate. It's a day to, to fight, to like be aware. She was like, no, here in Kazakhstan, we celebrate it. It's actually Mother's Day, I think. Um, so it was just a shock to be like, wow, how in different parts of the world, there are different focuses and different priorities. Mm -hmm. I was just like impressed my reality is not someone else's reality and i think that's something that we've been very aware of and has been a big shock for me also when we went to the uae feminism looks very different so at the expo we of course it was the women's pavilion and what they were showcasing i was just like okay this is amazing it's amazing that we can see the feminist movement because of course using women's pavilion of course it was talking about feminism about the incredible work that women did and i don't know for example in science how they are not recognized for their work and men take the the credit of stuff and i was just impressed because of course being coming from a country that is like more conservative to say in some way um but also i could understand that they're uh, very behind on many stuff. Um, and I think it's more like understanding the journey of everyone and every culture. So I at first I was just like, I was expecting more from this pavilion. And at the end I was like, okay, but this is the effort that they're doing. And understanding as a whole the culture, I think is that's the part that we as TGS students we need to do um, understand the the big picture rather than just like the small the smaller parts and it's it's just impressive because I've been able to understand the feminist movement in all parts of the world or like the the parts that I've been going so so for example I had the amazing opportunity to be in Morocco 
for Ramadan and just seeing how women are treated during those days and how, for example, menstruation is like taken and how overall the dressing code and behaviors have to shift. It was just like understanding and being able to talk to the people, like how they live it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. It was just amazing to like understand their points of view. And I think I, I have this phrase that I keep telling it to myself and to other people that it's, I I can understand, I understand, although I'm, I might not agree. So it's just understanding that although it's not my culture, I think I'm here to to learn and to really get the the understanding of how it works. But it may not apply for my for my own ethics, for my own culture. But that doesn't mean that I have to apply it to other people. So it's it's been amazing to understand how it works around the world and how overall there's feminism every single corner of the world. It just looks very different and having the opportunity to do that it's I'm just so thankful about that yeah and in this exploration of feminism both at home and in a greater community has your involvement in the feminist movement changed your understanding of what it means to be a woman at all or is that something that you have thought about or thought about what it means for you to be a woman or the effect that being a woman has on your own life? I think I've been a little bit more aware, more of the risks that it comes of being a woman rather than the benefits, because I don't know, just the risk of being harassed. Um, I, I'm more aware of like, okay, I'm going on the streets and I have to cover a little bit more on certain places or uh, certain countries because of the culture you have to you cannot show your shoulders or you cannot show a lot of skin um other places just like be careful you cannot be outside for at night or you cannot be alone or then for example dubai it was a big shock for me to be 9 p.m walking on my own on the street feel lighting and feeling safe with my wallet in my hand and what was I saying? <laughs> um, what's the question again? Changing understanding of oh. like what it means to be a woman or experiences as a woman. Yeah. Um. So I, I think I don't I don't know if it has changed my understanding of what is being a woman, but I think I've been more aware of the pros and the cons and I've been kind of grateful of the things that I have um but also more aware of like the risks that it it comes with it um at the same time being I think that being a woman it comes with being able to have a big community of women that you don't even know so for example the other day I was in the bathroom and I was just like oh my god, I got my period. Anybody has a tampon? And I looked like with people that I was coming with and they were like, I don't have pads, I don't have tampons. And then a random girl, she was washing her hands. She was like, I have a tampon, do you want it? I was like, oh my god, yes, you're saving my life. That type of community is amazing. 
or also the fact that when you are being like harassed or you're in a risk uh, situation, a girl can come to you and be like, oh my God, I feel I haven't seen you in ages. How are you? Mm. Come, I, I have to show you this process that I've been working on. And then they save your life. It's like, thank you. I don't know you. I owe you everything. So it's just the the support that comes with it. I think it's more the awareness of the pros and cons rather than like how like as I was telling you, I I don't think I've questioned really what it is for me to be a woman. And I think I'm gonna that's my homework moving forward. <laughs> what is being a woman? I'm gonna think about it. Um but yeah. Okay, Okay, back after a short intermission. <laughs> I don't remember what exactly we were talking about. Um, but we can we can move on to something else. One thing I want to ask you about is I know that you have had, it has been an interesting past two years mental health wise. And I was wondering if you are comfortable talking about the experience and perhaps the role that womanhood and your experience as being a woman has played in your mental health journey. Yeah, yeah, I'm comfortable. Um, so, where can we start? Um, first of all, I was diagnosed with bulimia nervosa around beginning 2021. Um, and I was, like, after that, I was diagnosed with depression. Um, in addition to that, at some point I lost like my smell, my taste. Um, until this day, I have my smell, my taste a little bit back, but after a year and a half, it's still a little bit like iffy mm-hmm. around. Love COVID. <laughs> we love COVID. Um, so yeah, um, where should we start? I think I developed my eating disorder I wouldn't say for uh, one specific thing, but one of the many things was this standard of you're a girl, you should look pretty, um, that skinny, tall, curvy person as the standard and be like, that's my role model. And I was just like, okay, when I turn 14, when I turn 15, when I turn 16, I want to be like that. Um, and then little by little, I started getting obsessed with exercise and started getting obsessed with food. And then I started cutting, you know, food, certain groups, um, to the point that I was just like, requiring, sorry, um, to the point that I was just like, okay, this is not normal. I need some help. Um... So I think being a woman, it's just all this pressure that it comes of being the perfect role model. So for example, we have Victoria's Secret that is just, okay, we are gonna include all sizes and we're gonna be inclusive brand, but then their plus size model, it's a normal size, which also that, I'm sorry, I don't like what people call plus-size models as plus-size models. I think that shouldn't be 
a terminology that should exist. And I think we we really live in a fatphobic society. Um, and as people, we have fatphobia like in us. Uh, some of us have it more than others. Personally, I can admit that I have fatphobia, uh, even to myself. Um, and if we relate kind of this back to the clothing and the fashion, when designing, you go to finding your your model to draw on top of them. It's always this skinny, super long, uh, straw legs <laughs> mm-hmm. um, model. Um, but also, jumping to the part of how I dress, it depends on my confidence. Some days, I think I've learned to tackle how people think about myself and how I think about myself. So some days I'm just like, okay, my confidence is gorgeous. I'm going to wear something that I feel, I don't know, empowered. And I just feel outstanding. And other days that I'm just like, okay, today I don't feel my confidence is good. So I'll just wear something comfy. I'll just wear something like house clothing. Um... But yeah, I think being a woman comes with a lot of pressures, more than men, uh, which I'm not saying that men don't have pressures. I think there's also a lot of like beauty standards for them. Um, but more related of how I feel, um, there's, there's plenty and it's impossible to achieve them. So it's more like the part of learning to... I wouldn't say love and adore your body because of course you live with it and when you have something like literally you can take a look at your phone or an object that you've had for a really long time you're gonna see the imperfections of course you're gonna see that on your body but there's a whole difference between loving your body and appreciating it because your body's not only the aesthetic part your body also give allows you to do everything. So allows you your arms to reach out to things and to get things on, or your legs to get you to places, to play, to run, to everything. So I think being aware of all those things, uh, it just like for me at least, it just goes over the beauty standards. And in working and starting with Omana and fashion design is that something I mean of course you're always carrying those experiences with you and that's always a part of you and a thing that you've experienced but is it something that you have taken into account with Omana at all or something that you think about when thinking about I mean of course it's starting really small right now but thinking about maybe the future where you want to take it designing patterns and how it might fit different bodies etc yeah um, I think since this collection that we're doing, all of the designs are focused towards not only one type of body. Because I think, and at the beginning it was just designed a little bit unconsciously, but then little by little how we developed them, it was just trying to don't make them towards only one size of, like one body size or one body type. So... 
I mean, right now, of course, it's small. It's our first trial. Um, we have few sizes because we don't have even the budget. We don't have the time or the knowledge. But, of course, it's in the plan to have a big variety of sizes. And I, I have this idea that I'm still thinking, how am I going to develop it? But I don't want to have the naming convention of extra small, extra, extra small, medium, large, extra, extra, extra large. I want to find something more unique um, and different. I think there can be alternatives because I think also within the sizing, there there is some bias, but also you feel like I don't know when I when I go shopping and. I see other people, like when I go shopping with my friends and one person grabs, I don't know, a size small and another one size L, there's like this feeling of like, oh, I should be grabbing a size medium or why am I a size large? So I think just the name, it's a small detail, but I want to find something unique, something different um, and of course being inclusive and trying to find a way of fitting all types of bodies. So at the end, we want to have oversized t-shirts, t-shirts that are like very like tied to the body, um, jeans at some point, or pants. We haven't gotten to that, but at some point we want to do it with all types of like feedback. So I think that's also something we have been working on, having since moment one feedback from people. So. We we um, interviewed some of our friends that identify as feminists and was like, okay, first of all, from the feminist side, like, what do you want to see in the brand? Um, why do you identify as feminists? All of those things, but at the same time, in a fashion brand, what do you want to see? If you could, if you could like say the top three things that you want in a fashion brand, say them. Like, okay, I want big pockets. Okay, they're gonna be there. I want um, conscious production. Check, it's gonna be there. And a lot of things, I think, listening also to the, what people want, listening to, the, listening to the consumer, having feedback, I think that's that's gonna be the key part. Keeping up with like, what's happening because overall our world is moving so fast like having the conversation at least for me about gender four five years ago i i didn't know about pronouns when i enrolled to tgs uh i had to i remember googling what's what are pronouns for women Mm -hmm. or what are even pronouns because uh, I just knew it as grammar. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know it as like how to identify. In two years, I don't know what's gonna, how things are gonna evolve. Um, so I think just keeping up with, with what's, what's current and just be open-minded about everything. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to make this a huge. I mean. Not that I don't love talking about Romana and you should talk <laughs> about it as much as you would like. I have one more question, I think, specifically about Romana, though, that is... So I know right now it evolves a lot around feminism and, like, 
you are two women designing these clothing and things, is there an element of bringing in gender non-conforming fashion or yeah. outside of the binary? Is that something that you've thought about that you want to include? I think we've had conversations about this a little bit about fashion in general, but not specifically about Omana. So is that something that you guys have thought about or that you want to think about in the future? Yeah, actually, right now, like, after this, I'm going to be deciding that, like, in an hour or two, because um, we're going to have that for this first uh, showcase of Omana. Because I don't, I think that it's very important, including all, like, everyone since the beginning, because our, our idea of the brand is being inclusive to the most that we can in the social movements because I think I think social movement is so big that 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 is why we want to like go specific to each social movement in Latin America in each collection so like first one feminism but we are designing some t-shirts some basic t-shirts that are going to be genderless so it's going to be the it's called the male t-shirt but it's basically has no shape because the female shape there's another thing, female shape. It has like the waist shape to look like more tied to your body. Uh, so it's gonna be like a more genderless, which will be only Omana. Um, and we wanna have, we wanna communicate what's the mission of our brand, which is basically supporting all the social movements. And Omana, it's a word that comes from, it's inspired an award from Ukrainian like from yeah from ukraine ukrainian <laughs> um that means hope so we think that the hope it's within people and that's gonna be our main focus for those t-shirts as a whole omana and it's gonna be black or white we still don't know uh but yeah they're gonna be genderless we don't want to also tap them as like in the future of course right now our first collection is focused within like into women but in the future when we have both clothing we don't want to identify stuff as like men and stuff as women we want to identify them like in a different way because i i don't think that clothes have gender i don't think that a cut or a silhouette tells you which gender goes for who like men can wear skirts girls can wear jeans like we've seen that um because i don't know if you know the the history about like pants but a hundred years ago 150 years ago there was the whole this whole movement about like girls being able like women being able to mm -hmm. to wear pants so i think right now we're in the moment where like men being able to like socially be accepted for them to wear dresses so i think a silhouette should not be, should not determine what a person, like, what's the gender of it. Yeah, is this an airplane? That's an airplane. I've never heard an airplane fly over here before. No. Welcome to <laughs> Spectrum. <laughs> Woo! Airplanes. <laughs> um, spectrum of everything includes airplanes. Yeah, of course. International. No. We're not, we're not coming to attack helicopter genders here. <laughs> this is not where we're going. 
<laughs> Please don't. <laughs> no. Um, so to kind of come back to this idea of gender and how you identify and what it means to you, you've talked a little bit about wanting to explore what it means to be a woman yeah. and how you identify. Um, in that process, okay. Oh. Today is not our day. Um, <laughs> it, will it, never, will, it will never be the day, but... It will never be happening. the day. Because it's happening. FYI, we've been trying to record this for... Almost a year. Yeah. No. Not, yeah. Not quite, but almost. For like six like, months at least? Yeah. At least six months. So it's never going to be the right day. So yeah, it's perfect. This day is perfect. Now it's happening. Never. That's why it's perfect. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So in this idea of exploring what it means to be a woman, are you open to exploring whether you even identify as a woman or not? And I'm not, I think, I don't want to seem like I'm, like there's no right or wrong answer, but just, is that something that you want to explore or do you feel that you're really comfortable in identifying as a woman and just exploring more what that means to you? Yeah, I think, like I said, I'm very open-minded and right now I'm really comfortable as women, but if at any point I just no longer feel comfortable, I will of course um, start looking for like how do I identify. But currently, I I feel very comfortable with it. I'm not close to the idea that if at any point I'm uncomfortable or like not uncomfortable, but just like no longer feel like I identify as it to start searching or like yeah looking for my identity um but yeah and also kind of going back to what i said at the beginning i think gender can be more how you perceive it and like the way you make it so i would say kind of the criteria that you put to yourself i think something is how you present yourself to people but also there's a like I think it's more rather than how I present myself to people it's how I find myself as myself I don't know yeah I, I don't know if I'm expressing myself correctly but just like it doesn't matter which criteria I'm using and which terminology I'm using I think it will be more like finding myself and whichever gender fits the best to how I identify I think that that would be but I'm not close to those doors yeah I think if I'm interpreting what you're saying wrong please let yes. me know but it seems I think similar to I think we were talking about this idea the other night of um like gender is a very personal experience and it's not about um like fitting into a specific box or saying like, oh, this is the label that I tick. It's yes. what is the thing that best describes my experience? And there's not every single person experiences things differently. And so it's not like, oh, I am definitively a woman and I like fit exactly perfectly. <laughs> 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 
um, <laughs> perfectly into the box of like, oh, I am specifically a woman, but maybe woman is the word that best describes my experience. Maybe it's not. Maybe there's another word that best describes your experience, but kind of finding the words to describe your own feelings rather than fitting yourself into another box. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, it, and it kind of reminds me of a quote that I was reading the other day. I remember it was a professor or a media a media person. I cannot remember. But it was like older generate something along the lines of like older generations made stereotypes and standards that Gen Z can no longer fit them. Like Gen Z right now it's so diverse that it's hard for for us to fully fit within those criteria so that's why we're creating new criteria for us and how we identify so and it's pretty interesting to see how we have evolved how what our grandparents and how our parents identify and how they feel within those boxes we really don't and having those also having this type of conversation with parents or like older people is pretty interesting because you understand different points of view and it's it's just you just see the the change of mindset and the change not even mindset i'm not saying that the past is wrong it's just how we as a new generation think differently mm-hmm. yeah and i think the last question that i have for you is i know this interview has been a long time coming planning it for a while as we've said and <laughs> what is like what makes what made you want to do this interview why were you interested in talking about this because like definitely there have been other people who have been interested in being interviewed and like when I asked them they were like oh yeah I would love to be interviewed and things but I think you're the person who has been most actively and continuously interested in like yeah I really want to do this so I would just like to hear your perspective of like why you felt that way because I think it's really cool and it makes me really happy because I sometimes when I'm interviewing people or asking to interview I'm a little bit like oh, well you don't have to do it if you don't want to and like I don't want to feel like I'm pressuring people yeah and sometimes I do a little bit but <laughs> um I need you here <laughs> please um but yeah it was never it never felt that way with you um so just kind of your perspective on what made you want to be here and have you these conversations I think there are a lot of first of all i love you that's number one uh and i will do everything for you second i love podcasts and i love your project and it's just crazy that you are doing this like i imagine telling to yourself from two years ago that you were going to be doing a podcast you would be like "Uh uh-huh yeah you're crazy Keep dreaming. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but in reality, like now coming back to more focus within the the podcast, I think I'm I'm a person that is very questioning my sexuality. Um, I and I think I'm not very open about this. This is like the most open I've been. Um, like this is the most public that I've been about it. Um, because same as gender, I think that there's, I don't feel there's 
any I don't feel that I fit within any criteria. I think that's why I can identify as bi because it's the one that is the most diverse so far. Um, it could also be queer, I would say. But yeah, I'm a person who's like questioning their sexuality. Um, I'm really into feminism, which I think it really relates to gender. Um, although I have lack of knowledge within gender, I'm gonna admit that. Uh, I've been lately learning about it, but overall I think it's it's a topic that I've been kind of scared of learning about. Uh, not gonna lie. I think it's a whole world and it's terrifying to get into it. Because I think also there's a little bit of judgment. And you're like, okay, you're wrong. And it's just like, okay, but I'm learning. Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. don't kill me. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's just something... It's about a topic that I'm really interested in. And I've been learning a lot. Uh, I have a lot of learning. Like, a lot of learning um, to do still. But just the topics the everything is so interesting and the fact that this is helping people to like i don't know i think the spectrum has a lot of purposes in here to either communicate different people's situations or make awareness about gender and how each people defines gender and identifies like recognizes gender um i think it just has a lot of and i'm missing a lot like i know that i'm missing and you can jump in here but i think just the fact that the purpose of spectrum is just amazing and i love to be part of this and Thank if you can make that part too <laughs> when i it find myself <laughs> and i identify what it means for me to be a woman and I make my homework, I would love to. One year from now, when I'm at your graduation, we can do a part two a year later yeah. and reevaluate. So now, Marilee, do you still identify as a woman? What does being a woman mean to you? We can that would be fun. ask all these questions. That would be so much fun. That would be fun. I do really appreciate it. And I love you so much as well. Um, I know I didn't ask you any questions about your sexuality. We ended up going down a lot of different paths. But if that's something you want to talk about, feel free. My next, my last kind of final thing was going to be if there's anything I haven't asked you about or if there's anything you want to expand upon, please feel free to do so. Absolutely no pressure. But if that's something you want to talk about, absolutely. I'd love to. Yeah. I think I've said kind of about my sexuality because I'm still very, like, lost within this. Um... I haven't that like, yeah, I think I haven't really experimented um, and I haven't fully explored. So I don't have much to, much to say about it. Um, same as everything, open-minded, not close to any doors. Uh, I think that's the mindset, I, that's the mindset of life. Don't I be close that. of anything. Yeah, um, I love that that's your mindset. It's great, yeah. and I support it. You don't have to have anything figured out. You don't have to ever figure anything out. You yeah. don't even have to try. You can just go through life and whatever happens. Yeah, happens and, whatever and don't be feels good. Feels good. Yeah, don't be close-minded. That would be so boring to be close-minded. I mean, you have the whole world, overstimulated world. Just there's 
so many things happening understand people's perspective even within your family something that is so fun is a question a random question be like what do you think about the sky that it's purple no it's not purple it's blue no it's purple literally those type of things or be open-minded about everything about discussions about changing your point of view because i think that's something i've learned my point of view changes and i think i was very i used to be very like non-flexible towards my my points of view about stuff and and i was just like okay i need a really good argument for myself to change and if not what will people think about myself will i be a person that doesn't keep up with the world mm-hmm. and i was like no people actually evolve and people actually like based on their learning change of opinions mm-hmm. so just it's okay to change it's okay to what maybe what i say today next year will be something that'll be like oh my god today i don't see it as something like i don't even know if acceptable but something like part of myself or part of like yeah yeah so open mindset that's everything that's the way you learn that's the way you appreciate life yeah great yeah. wise words any other closing thoughts or are we done any closing thoughts um listen to the other episodes they're great amazing Thank people you. i know most of them some of them because you interview a lot of people. Yeah. Um they're great. Everybody's great. And learn and I would say research about things. Keep researching, keep learning and for you Ella, yeah. keep it up. Thank you. I love this project. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We're done. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was so fun. It was really fun. I do, it would be so fun to do it. Thank you guys so much for being here all the way through this episode. As always, I really, truly appreciate it. And oh my God, so much love to you, Marilee. I love you so much. I loved this interview. It was so much fun. It was a really long time coming and I'm so glad that we finally did it and it's finally being published. I'm just so, so, so excited. And I'm really loving these interviews. I'm enjoying this project and this podcast so much and i'm so excited to continue it which on that note if you go to the link in the description of this episode and also of the spectrum instagram account which i encourage you to follow of course it is spectrum underscore podcast dot emk at that link you can find a google form which you can fill out if you would be interested in being interviewed whether that's virtually or in person depending on where you are i would love to interview you guys i really love doing these interviews so if that's something you're at all interested in please please fill out that form i would love 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 to do so many more interviews so yeah as always thank you so much for listening follow spectrum here and on instagram again spectrum underscore podcast dot emk to stay updated on when future episodes are coming out and i love you all thank you so much